Glad you're along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man on. He's been out there working really hard for years now, trying to get people just to get out and vote. Go register to vote. Go and have your voice heard. And by the way, you don't have to vote the way somebody else tells you to. You can actually vote on your values and on your feelings and thoughts about about very important issues. It's Scott Presser. Scott, how are you? Good to see you. Life is good. Straight from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Thanks for having me. That, that's a great town, a historic town. Earlyvoteaction.com is the website. He's the executive director of Early Vote Action. Uh, Scott, I think I became aware of you when suddenly you just stormed on, on, the, uh, uh, on the surface on Twitter, I think, and you were out there doing videos in different towns, talking to people about important issues, and uh, it felt to me like you were challenging why they were voting the way they were and why not think about voting a different way. Don't just get in line how somebody tells you to. Did, did I get it right? You just sort of showed up and you were challenging people's norms because they were told to vote a certain way. Absolutely. Well, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says free thinker. You know, I just want people to vote, period, and know why you're voting for that person. What are the policies that you're supporting? You know, some people, when I talk to them, they're registered with a certain party because that's how their family voted. I just want each person to understand why they're supporting a certain candidate. It is uh, Scott Pressler, earlyvoteaction.com is the website. What I love about what you do is that, again, you're challenging what they think they know. Many times they think they're voting on issues that they're not. Many times they're just told generationally, well, my grandfather voted that way, my father did, so I have to, or they just sit out all altogether. Well, what's the most challenging for you? Enlightening somebody who's used to voting one way, generally Democrat, that they might be open to, to voting for somebody more conservative, or to get somebody who's just never voted, never partaken, to, to get themselves involved? Honestly, it's even getting Republicans out to vote. Really? Two was a perfect example of that, Joe. I mean, look at Nevada. Adam Laxalt lost by 8,000 votes. And I know because of voter registration data that 150,000 Nevada registered Republicans stayed home in 2022. We could have that Senate seat right now. And in Oregon, everybody thinks of Oregon on the left coast as this unwinnable blue state. But the fact of the matter is that Christine Drazen, who was running for governor, this last cycle in 2022, she only lost by 66,000 votes. Wow. And the voter registration by party, 126,000 registered Republicans stayed home in Oregon. So the fact of the matter is it's not always that we need to be in persuasion mode or conversion mode, but we need to simply get out the voters that are Republican to lock in their votes for our candidates. Such an important message. You know, we've got five stations in Oregon. Geographically, Oregon is a very red state, but you've got, of course, the pockets in Portland and so on that are controlling how the vote goes. To be that close and to know that it's it's within the margin of error had the Republicans just gone and voted, it, it maddens me. One of my biggest stations is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And in Minnesota, again, geographically, you look at it for, as the bird flies, it's a red state. It is a blue state because of Minneapolis-St. Paul. That's it. All the Democrats seem to go and vote, and all the Republicans don't seem to get out and do so. So my challenge to them when they call my show is very simple. Until you have every Republican who's registered or every Republican registered or not to actually partake, you have no complaints because the blue is doing it better. The Democrats are, are, are going to, every time, circle the wagons, rally the troops, and get them out to vote no matter what. And Republicans can get angry at it, 
But Scott, if they don't take part, they really don't have anything to say. Absolutely. Well, and look, I understand that I helped defeat Liz Cheney, which I love. <laughs> I'm so glad that Senator Romney is retiring, not yes. for re-election. But we also need to be smart and strategic. And so I'm asking as people go into 2024, and I know that people love President Trump or they love Governor DeSantis, but just make sure that you're supporting your candidate positively, not tearing down another one. Because look, at the end of the day, guys, we're going to have one Republican presidential candidate. And we need to make sure that we're not creating such a toxic environment that we give fodder for the Democrats to use against us while they're all supporting their failed candidate, Joe Biden. So just make sure that we understand that our mission going into 2024 is to elect a completely Republican government and make Joe Biden a one-term president. It's Scott Pressler. Go and follow him all over on social media. He does great work. You've got to see his videos. He travels all over the place. It, it, just inviting conversation about political issues, about issues important to people. Earlyvoteaction.com is his website. Go there as well. L- let me ask you, in your travels and in your studies, in your fact-finding, is it that Republicans are just complacent because you said so many are registered but they're not voting? Or have they been convinced by the media and by the left and by Hollywood and by, you know, big sports to to sit this one out? Why aren't they voting? Have you figured that out? Well, we're individualists. And unfortunately, we're not collectivists like the Democrats. We don't circle the wagon, as you said. And so sometimes it's very difficult to get everybody on the same page because we're so individualistic. And some people think that we can't win or some people think that the elections are rigged or whatever reason that they have. But that's why I share that data with you about Nevada. That's why I share that data about Oregon, in part because we should be ashamed that 2022 wasn't the red tsunami that it should have been. But at the same time, I want to encourage people, guys, we have the votes. We can win. This is doable. Our country is worth saving. And look at 2020, for example. Joe Biden, quote unquote, won the election by fewer than 70,000 votes. And that's despite the universal mail-in voting. That's despite the laws being changed without the consent of the legislatures. That's despite all of the shenanigans that happened It was only 70,000 votes. And is it possible, Joe, that 35,000 Democrats that voted for Joe Biden since the economy and inflation and the border crisis and the war with Ukraine, is it possible that 35,000 have changed their mind and would now support a Republican candidate? Yes, I believe so. You think? Uh, It's many more than 35,000. We hear from people every day who are regretting their vote, that's for sure. But but you nailed something there, Scott, that's very important. A lot of people watching and listening right now are literally yelling at you and me saying, my vote doesn't count. They did rig it. And I think we've got proof that they didn't because we've got the House. Uh, otherwise, why, why give the House to the Republicans? But yeah, there were shenanigans. Yeah, 2020 was a real mess. They hid Hunter Biden's laptop, which is a 10 to 16 point swing just by any study that you see. So again, how do you incentivize people who are individualists who are who do we all ride our own horse our own way? Um, we don't want to be circle the wagons and support people like Swalwell and and Adam Schiff when they when they're ridiculous. But how do we at least congeal for that one day when it's time to go and vote in November? Can we? Well, I want to make a personal appeal to your audience, Joe, and to everybody that's listening right now. My heart is so in this. I love our country. I want to defeat Joe Biden. But I'm not focused just on 2024. This year, 2023, is so important. 
If you are listening right now and you reside in Kentucky or Louisiana, Mississippi, New Jersey, Virginia, or Pennsylvania, please, I am asking, I am begging you to vote this November. We have the opportunity to elect Jeff Landry as governor in Louisiana, Daniel Cameron as governor in Kentucky, to reelect Tate Reeves in Mississippi, and get this, we even have the opportunity in New Jersey, if we take seven General Assembly seats, we'll stop Democratic Governor Murphy in his tracks. And in Virginia, in my state, I will be voting early, by the way, because I'm always traveling. We have the opportunity that if we pick up two state Senate seats, Governor Glenn Youngkin, a Republican governor in a state that's been blue since 2008, will have a completely Republican government. And get this. That means that on day one in 2024, with that Republican government, we can begin governing conservatively immediately. And that means that Virginia will be in play to hopefully elect a Republican president in 2024. So this year, what I'm trying to say to you is so important and critical to us having success next year. And I hope that everybody, if you're inspired by what I'm saying, you'll go to earlyvoteaction.com. And if you live in one of those six states, you'll download my mobile application and knock on five Republican doors in your neighborhood. That work will help us win this November, Joe. Earlyvoteaction.com. It's Scott Pressler. He is the executive director of Early Vote Action. Very well said, Scott. And I want to use Michigan as an example if I, if I can. You already know the numbers, but Michigan was a red state. Michigan went for Trump in 2016. Uh, Michigan had a, a Republican legislature, although they had a Democrat governor in Whitmer. And I, I, can't, I can't remember who it was before. I think it was actually a, a Republican, but he got in trouble because of Flint. Having said all of that, Michigan today is a Democrat legislature by one vote in the House, one vote in the Senate. It's a Democrat attorney general who's out of her mind, Dana Nessel, and then you've got the Democrat governor, Gretchen Whitmer, that shut down certain aisles at Costco, and you couldn't you, you could go boating, but you couldn't use a motor on your boat because of COVID. This is how whacked out they are, but literally, by one vote, they can get the House and Senate back. And Whitmer can lose next time in the in the general election. It really is that close in many states, and I don't think that we think that way because people assume that Michigan's blue. It's not. Just the big cities are. The rest of the state is red. It's that close in many places, isn't it? Well, look at even you said Minnesota earlier. Yeah. I was recently in Sauk Rapids, and yes, Minnesota is having local elections this November. So please get out for a school board. Please get out for your local elections in Minnesota. And they currently have a trifecta government, fact check me, by one seat. So yes, some of these states like Michigan, like Minnesota, we could make exceptional change by just getting out to vote even 500 more voters. It's Scott Pressler, uh, earlyvoteaction.com. I want to talk to you about what's happening in cities where I live. I'm in Texas. I'm in the San Antonio area. Very blue city. Shouldn't be, but it is. Uh, Houston, very blue. Dallas, El Paso. All the big cities in Texas are blue, and that's what they're doing. The left is doing that by by cramming as much blue vote into these metropolis areas, and then they basically end up owning the state. They haven't done so yet here in Texas. We're still red, but every big city has gone blue. What can we do on the other side to counteract that? Because we're not doing a very good job. But when I moved to Texas 18 years ago, Harris County, where, where Houston is, was all red. Now it's all blue. How do we stop that? Well, San Antonio, there is hope. I know that recently you guys elected a state senator down there that's Republican. And recently in the RGV Rio Grande, we have Monica De La Cruz that flipped a seat from blue to red. Right. And in part, 
the Hispanic community is coming over. So yes, we need to continue our outreach to minority communities, especially in areas that are majority minority, like San Antonio, like Texas is coming. But guys, we must register voters. We must add to the electorate and we must give people a positive vision. Really, what is different between Democrats and Republicans? How are we as the Republican Party going to make life better, life more affordable, give people opportunity? We need to present a positive message and not just talk about why the Democrats are bad, but how Republicans are going to help. And most importantly, guys, we must have an all of the above approach to voting. Lena Hidalgo is a judge, I believe, in Harris County, Texas. She's the judge, yeah. Yeah, we had the opportunity to defeat her, but you know what happened on election day? In Harris County, Texas, the most populous county in the state, they ran out of paper ballots in Harris County on election day. And who's that going to affect? So we must have an all of the above approach to voting as a part of our strategy to win in 2023 and 2024. Yeah, she's basically the county executive. Here in Texas, they call the county judge sort of the person who's the mayor of the county. They call him the county judge. She should have lost. And yeah, there was some shenanigans going on. And why did she win? Because who's mailing in the ballots? It's not the Republicans. Scott, should more Republicans do mail-in balloting or should they fight against that process completely? Well, it depends. For example, I love our truckers. I love our police, our fire. And our nurses, our doctors, our airline attendants, many of those people are traveling because they're busy serving us. Why do we want to limit their ability to vote? For those people, our members of the military who aren't home, please request a mail-in ballot, an absentee ballot. Or if you're going to be home, but maybe just not on election day and you don't like mail-in ballots, vote early in person. I live in Virginia. We have 45 days of early voting. I'm going to be traveling, and I don't need people to judge canceling my flight. So right. I'm voting early in person in the Commonwealth of Virginia to lock in my vote. And it's just about education. I mean, I'm currently in Pennsylvania. Yes, they have mail-in ballots, but you can go to your elections office and vote a mail-in ballot in person. It's not no. A Dropbox. It's not going to the United States Postal Office. It's going from hand to glove at your elections office. And so part of my job is just making sure that very peacefully and nicely, I'm educating people to let them know about this valuable information. Earlyvoteaction.com. He's the executive director at Scott Pressler. Scott, in the time we have remaining, fill me in on what's going on in Arizona. I had not even heard about a presidential preference election. I guess that's the primary election, but you've got to be either a D or an R or you can't vote. What's that all about? This is so important, guys. If you love Trump, if you love DeSantis, I don't care who your candidate is. You need to be able to vote in Republican primaries. Arizona, California, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, New Mexico, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Oregon, those are all states with closed primaries or closed presidential primaries. And this is very important. In the state of Arizona, normally in primaries, independent voters can choose whether to do Democrat or Republican. That is not true for the Arizona presidential preference election. You must be registered as a Republican in Arizona if you want to participate in the presidential preference election. You must be registered as a Republican. So please go to the Arizona Secretary of State website, change your party affiliation to Republican today so you can be an empowered voter. 
are a lot of people there uh, voting independent? Have they just changed to not having any affiliation at all? Oh, my gosh. It's growing in Arizona because they're upset with the Republican Party, and I get it. But Nevada, one-third of the state of Nevada is independent voices. Wow. And in Pennsylvania, nearly a million people are not registered with the party. So all of those people will not get to choose our candidate. We must all be registered as a Republican to make sure that our voices are heard. Listen to what Scott said. Go and make that happen. If you're in one of those states, don't don't let this thing, uh, don't let the primary go a different way than you want because you were not registered as a Republican. Go and get that done. Earlyvoteaction.com. He's the executive director. It's Scott Pressler. Go follow him on all social media and go to that website right now and support what he's doing. He's out there. He's a very loud voice and a very solid voice for you and me out there uh, in the public, educating people on what the sides actually stand for and not just taking it for granted. Scott, thanks a million for what you do and come back again very soon, okay? Oh, I'd love to. Thanks, Joe. Scott, I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Appreciate Scott Pressler coming on. He's doing God's work. Get over to Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it. Look up Scott Pressler. Scott, like you would normally spell it. P-R-E-S-L-E-R. You'll see the work that he's doing. Let's do some pop culture. So, Paula, let me ask you. I've seen that video of NSYNC. You don't really do that unless you're going to go do something extra, right? I mean, it looks like they're ready to go. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they did that song together for that Trolls movie, so right. I, I think it's it's that. And then who knows? I mean, you get all that attention. It's going to make you kind of curious to, to see what would happen if you did it. You know? I think people would freak out. I think they'd make a billion dollars if they did it. I think so, too. Well, would you like for them to do it? Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Why not? Sam, you wanted to do it? Get back I together? I can see that. I can see right. that. I wouldn't mind. All right, we got to go. That is Polo. That is Sam. That is me. That's Carrie. We'll see you tomorrow night. Have a good night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.